Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. My guest today is Caitlin Johnson. Caitlin is remarkable in multiple categories. She's a founder and lead consultant of Bold Bird Consulting. She's a strategic leader who's worked with Fortune 200 companies. She earned top 4% categories there, got a bunch of awards. She's become a master certified performance coach, and she's coached over 70,000 global leaders. She got her bachelor's and master's degree in interpersonal communication from the University of Central Florida. We're going to talk a bit more about that in this episode. And she's project management certified, has taught public speaking, but man, if you want to get crazy, she's also achieved a yellow belt in Krav Maga, which if you don't know, is one of the more um, practical and real street available martial arts. She's also a proud two-time Ironman triathlon finisher. Um, So yes, not just a, a smart brain, but has made her body a machine as well. And Caitlin lives in Charlotte, North Carolina with her husband, Theo, two daughters, Ashlyn and Avonlea, and their standard poodle Kingsley. Um, with her family, she's an avid camper and travels. She's shown up in multiple arenas with excellence. And I think you're going to love talking to her about how she does it. So with that, welcome Caitlin Johnson. Caitlin, thanks for joining me. I've been looking forward to this for a little while um, because as I just mentioned, like, man, you do a lot and a lot of like very different things. It's not like, you know, I got really good at this HR thing. And then I also learned how to do this coaching thing because they're they're very similar. You're good at both, but like, let's just throw on Krav Maga and some Ironmans and (laughs) let's talk about family life and, oh, you know, we'll go into hospitality. Like, were you always this high performance engine that was like crushing everything and had it all organized and, and lived at this premium level? I mean, it, where did this all come from? Yeah. Okay. So first I am a firstborn child. So I think ah. there's some pressure to achieve, That's you know, real. be a little bit of a perfectionist in there. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I have always been driven to want to do unique and interesting things. And a lot though of my career just kind of happened. As I was moving along, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Or I had leaders that would call me back after working with them before to say, hey, we have this new opportunity. Would you be interested? And it's like, well, I'm working for you. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Um, So, you know, finding the people that you enjoy to be around and then start to really lean into the topics that you're interested in and explore them deeper. I have a, a deep sense of continued learning I always want to find something else. And that's, that's what's inspired Krav Maga and Iron Man. Like there's something new to learn in all of that. And even with coaching, coaching individuals one by one, everyone has a new and interesting story. And I want to know about that. So just because of my innate talents and strength, that's what's paved the way for where I am today. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I've seen people try to, to do this stuff for the resume, right? Like they set out to look impressive and they just can't sustain it. But man, it sounds like what's underneath it for you is is like curiosity and fun and joy. Like, is that, I mean, am I accurate here? Like that? Oh gosh, yeah. 
internal yeah. versus external? hundred percent. Although I'll tell you, like back in college, like as I'm listening to you talk, Scott, it's reminding me of a story in college and putting together your application for the um, college. Well, actually high school, high yeah. school, you're prepped for putting your applications for yeah. college. Yeah. Okay. And so on there. Is, I'm really keen yeah. because I think I was just telling you, right, getting ready for this. Like my, I have a high school senior, my oldest child, yes. we're, we just submitted our first application. So we're like, okay, so give me the insights. I'm going to pass. Yeah. This is good. Well, there was always a teacher that's like, be strategic about what you're putting on your application. Like do interesting volunteer work that would look good on your I you know resume and all that. Huge pressure. Yeah. A huge pressure. So then you're like, oh gosh, what does that look like? And in the end you sign up for something. Well, at least I did signed up for something that was more fun. Cause it's like, well, if I'm going to be volunteered to do mandatory volunteer hours, for an application for college, then I might as well enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, that's good thinking. Uh, and I think it's the kind of thinking that leads to a life to do all this. So so let me let me talk through a little bit of the sequence and the tools, like how do you pull this off, right? So in college, I noticed when I, we talked to your bio stuff, um, your degree was on interpersonal communication. So mm -hmm. I, that's not like a specific career field. Does it, did you have a career in mind or was it like, I don't know, I just, I'm interested <laughs> in people talking. Let's, let's go have those classes. Like what, how did you pick that? Okay. My mom was a huge influence in this. Yeah. And so I had, I had a criteria. I wanted to go to a college. I had a football team, <laughs> you know, yeah, I wanted the social, here, yeah. yeah, the social <laughs> aspect. So I brought the book home of all of the degrees and I'm like, mom, I just don't know what I think I'm interested in. And she had starred a handful of them. One of them was interpersonal communication. Mm. And so I was going through the list of courses. I was like, yeah, yeah. This, this sounds pretty interesting. I could do that. And now I have both a bachelor's and a master's in interpersonal. Right. And when I was in the master's program, I remember calling my mom. I'm like, mom, I think this is too easy. And isn't that interesting, Scott, when we feel like we should be pushing ourselves so hard to tackle something challenging to say you're successful. And my mom then turned around and was like, Caitlin, could it be validating that you're on the right track. Wow. That's a great question. Um, and great insight, man. I, I, I now talk to clients I'm working with. And one of the things I'll say is, you know, you're probably the last person to realize what you're really best at, like your own strengths, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. because you don't know anything else other than being you, like you feel normal. Right. And so like, sorry, I got bad news. You're not normal you're unique and what you, but most of us feel that way. I know I do. I'm like, ah, yes. I, mean, I know there are weirdos who are not like me, but most people probably think the way I think. And, and so then you get in your scenario and like, oh, but this is easy. It's not that mm -hmm. hard. And you're like, no, no, the rest of us have to kill ourselves to do what you just did casually. Like maybe That's there's exactly right. There. And we're often last to see that because it feels so easy. We downplay mm -hmm. it. So, yeah. Take it for granted. Absolutely. You yeah. know, another key factor that has always been a North star for me in the decisions that I make was my father took me to go see Guy Buford Jr., the first African-American astronaut wow. in space. And I was a NASA nerd at, you know, 10, 12 yeah. years old. I would write to NASA asking for pictures oh, of astronauts. Serious. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I love NASA, but no, I, I never wrote them letters. Like you're, you're at another <laughs> level, Caitlin. <laughs> yes. And so my dad took me to a children's museum where he was speaking 
And the my favorite part was at the very end in a Q&A session. And someone asked him, how did you know you wanted to be an astronaut? And he had said, I just found things that I love to do. And, and then he chuckled. He's like, and I managed to find a way to get paid to do it. Nice. And just truly, that's been my North Star too, with every career decision I've made is how can I find things that I enjoy doing and get paid to do it? That's really profound. And I think people are... I know people, I know I have blown past that at times, been like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta be practical. Right. Like it's not to say that you, you shouldn't figure out how to get paid. I'm, I'm generally for paying the bills and and I like to eat, you know, daily, I'm addicted, but, (laughs) um, but having said that there's a lot of ways to, to translate your skills into something valuable to others that helps people that, so they'll pay for it. And if you just start with what you can get paid for, I think you can live a life that's pretty empty in that process. I, that's pretty, I mean, how old were you when that went down? I mean, you were 10, oh, 11, 10 Yeah, 10 or 12, somewhere around there oh. where that just always stuck with me, like the little guiding angel or, you know, guardian angel on your shoulder that just would help me make decisions. And, and then as I was in my HR career, the reason I went into human resources was for me, I felt, you know, we spend twice the amount of our life at work, mm-hmm. you know, so we might as well make it a good, healthy work-life balance yeah. environment. And so I thought, well, let me start in human resources and see if I can make an impact there to help others find the tools they need to be successful, connect the dots on trainings, which then led me into learning and development. Because is a lot of paperwork. Kudos yes, to those I guys. HR is very broad. You get everybody from managing 401k financials mm-hmm. to people who do new employee orientation to, um, you know, strategy partners for business. Yeah. Yeah. HR is uh, probably the most diverse yeah. department that I know of in, in big companies. Mm-hmm. So you went learning and development route. Like why that? Why of all the ways to help? Why There's was something that you love to yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, there's just, I think personally, Gallup Strength Finder, I'm a huge fan of. And being a learner, being a learner is my number one talent. I have learner in my top 10. I'm with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have a calling to that. I naturally and innately want to learn for myself. And throughout my career, I've understood that I then want to become a subject matter expert in topics. Mm. And then the other part of being a learner for me is I want to share that knowledge with others. So the best way for me to do that was through a learning and development career path. Yeah. Again, this is a really interesting expression of who and what you want to be anyway. So gosh, maybe I can uh, make a career out of the stuff I already want to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's what I want to dig into. Here's what I'm fascinated by. When I look at a lot of the stuff you've done, they are the kinds of things that require long-term commitment. And so mm. I know personally, there's been a lot of things I've started, but I never stuck with long enough to actually get serious results. Passion and interest and curiosity gets me into a lot of things that then fizzle and uh, don't go anywhere. And so mm-hmm. I have had to add structures and tools around what I love to make sure I don't forget it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very the next shiny object left to myself, right? I chase the mm-hmm. next squirrel. Oh, that's cool. So how do like Iron Man, right? You, you don't once in a while motivate yourself for a good hard run and, and survive a triathlon like that. Yes. 
requires like doing it a lot of days when you don't want to do it. I mean, even getting a master's degree is as easy as it is. There's a lot of papers you'd rather not write. Um, the right. career stuff I know you've gotten into, these are long projects for big groups. How do you stay committed? Like how, how do you complete not just one, but two triathlons two. and not quit halfway through? Yeah, that's another strength of mine. Focus is another top five from Gallup. Uh, so I sometimes can be too focused, quite frankly. Okay. Um, but, and I can tell some fun stories about how I balance out my focus. But for me, I, I do like that long game finish line. Mm. And then I, like a project manager, I have my project management certification. I then back into it with 90 days segments and goals okay. and start to make it bite-sized achievable. Um, another fun assessment of sorts that I like to follow is gamification design oh. personalities. So what type of game player am I? Because that taps into your intrinsic motivation to stay motivated. Because we don't play games for money. Maybe right. some people do. But, right. you know, it, you know, the sense of a game. Yeah, no, exactly. Then it's not your job, right? But we do all yeah. play games, whether it's a, a sport or a board game or a card games. I mean, yeah, games are all over. I, by the way, you hit a button. I'm a huge gamer nerd from video games to board games. Um, I, I'm like a, I have a small board game collection. I'm air quoting here. My wife and I would disagree on what size is small, right? Like mm -hmm. it's only mm -hmm. about a hundred games, Caitlin. Really? Uh, only. It's, it's like okay. A, it's a baby little collection, um, <laughs> which is why I need more, right? I'm working yes. on it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So all that to say, um, it's funny they put a lot of time and effort into games. And yeah, if you can understand that, I, this comes back to, I think one of the themes that's emerging out of this for me today is the power of, of discovering, tapping into, and then even cultivating intrinsic motivation. How do we mm -hmm. identify and strengthen that? So, okay. But you've made a comment that I got to have you back up and explain game. Okay different types of game players. What do you yeah. do? I think right. I know because I'm into the gaming world and we've had these mm -hmm. conversations, but, but I, yeah, spell it out for us. Okay. Um, I'm glad you asked. What are the types of game players? So with, I mean, with any topic, you can dive down deep, deep rabbit holes, but to keep it high level, there are four main player types. So how people enjoy playing games. The first one is a pretty um, out there word. It's killer. And I always kind of like cringe for a minute on that. But, you know, these are the highly competitive, uh, super motivated individuals. They will rip through the directions and find the gray area and then say, oh, the directions and the instructions didn't say that. So therefore I can play that aspect of that, that technique. Yeah. So these guys will do whatever they can to win. I know these folks. Um, I may have a bit of this in me, like, the thrill of victory, the mm -hmm. I've, I've half joked with my buddies that part of my, so it's one of my favorite categories is war games mm -hmm. Axis and allies. One of the greatest board games, in my opinion, it's world war two in, in real fine. So such level detail that the military colleges will use it to teach logistics and strategy. Like they'll oh, play cool. a game in a class and talk because you can't just drop troops on. You have to actually build a factory, put your troops at the factory, march them to the front line. If you want to get across the ocean, you have to load them on transport ships. Oh my goodness. Create It's, it's a, it's, it's war. Deep right? strategy. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so part of that is the fun strategy for me. And I got to confess part of it as again, a half joke is the feel of, 
crushing my opponent's face underneath my boot. Um, That's I mean, exactly right. Grinding mm-hmm. it like I have conquered. Um, That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. so, yeah those yeah. those terrible yeah. individuals. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> You yeah. might check a box though in that category, you know, <laughs> oh, and, and, and we don't, we're, we're not only one game player type. So, that, you know, different games fair. may inspire well, like personalities, other. right? We, we exactly. all, sometimes we want a crowd, sometimes we want quiet, but it's more like, which, which more often do I lean this way or that way? That exactly. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, all right. So that's the first. Okay. Okay. Second is achiever. And this, uh, I, I fit a little bit here in this achiever. Yeah, Maybe yeah. You, you're thinking yes with, triathlons and Ironmans and Krav Maga. And, uh, so this individual, you know, they want the accolades, they want the title, they want the badges, they want to be at the top of the leaderboard. They want all the collection of accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do like that. That it, motivates the me. Resume builder, trophy collector, like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that I totally okay. relate to that. And it's fun for me, but that is probably less motivating than just beating the other guys for me. So I, I get that. Um, <laughs> so you want to be at the top of the leaderboard while crushing your competition. Yes, 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 yes exactly. And, yes. and, but it's, but, but it's, so I think my wife's a little more like you in this regard as a, as a good achiever, she could care less because we play games together and she plays very mm-hmm. differently. She, she's out for maximizing her own individual accomplishments in the game she yes. could care less whether she crushes somebody else along. Might even feel bad about crushing me along the way. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I, yeah, I'd love to accomplish some things, but man, the the competitive drive, um, which I, okay. So I've been poking at myself for killer. I, I would say at the heart of it for me, when I do it well, when I was like you know eleven, maybe my board gaming was a little less uh, mature here. Mm-hmm. I would flip the table if I couldn't. <laughs> But now I find myself motivated by the excellence of others. And so I don't want to hurt you, but dude, seeing you go to the next level challenges me like, huh, there's another level. Um, So I think there's a healthy competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's probably also an unhealthy version of all of this, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like what you said there though, because you'll lean into the challenge of helping others become the better version of themselves. And you're like, that's the game I want to play, which is to help them elevate their which mm-hmm. if you want to talk career wise, um, so we've got a good sized team. We do lots of projects. I can't be on all the projects. How do I pick which ones where I get to go? And I tend to pick the ones that are most complex, the <laughs> most unknowns, the new stuff. Like, well, we've kind of done that, but not exactly. And that in part because yes, the challenge of of seeing if I can handle the pressure and figure it out is uh the more you challenge me, the more I rise uh, to the occasion. So So isn't that interesting? Yet. So you just, you just took your game player type that you lean pretty heavily for. You you can, you know, relate to that and then applied it in a positive way that supports your career decisions of where you invest your time. And that's the intent. And I'll explain the other two categories of game player type, but that's the intent of like, can we figure out how we're intrinsically motivated to play games and then use that to our advantage to inspire Mm -hmm. and motivate? And here you did. That's a perfect example for you. For me, yeah. beating my first Ironman time was a uh-huh. achiever aspect that motivated me to do a second one. Stressed me out, quite frankly, towards the very end. <laughs> but <laughs> well, okay. So I didn't check beforehand. I'll put you on the spot. Did did you beat your time? I did I set myself a personal goal and then I beat that goal by twenty two additional minutes? Come on. Yeah. And had fun too, because 
So here's the, the last month of training is intense. And I was watching some of my performance decrease because I, I am also a little bit different busy this time compared to yeah. the last time I did um, an Ironman. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to have fun with it. And, you know, that's why I also signed up for this. It's a huge challenge. I will learn something. There's my learner, yeah. you know, so let go of some of the stress of the perfection of the performance and see what I can do. And, and I was amazed because I, I did struggle. There was the beginning of the race. I was sucking down water in the swim, had to go to a kayaker and just kind of collect myself. Never had to do that before and then kept going. So there were unique challenges, but I surprised myself with the performance and also enjoyed a very difficult <laughs> race. Yeah. Uh, enjoy is a unique word for <laughs> Iron Man. It's a, it's a different kind of enjoy than I think most of us uh, think when we yes. think enjoy. This is true. Yeah. Okay. So, so killer, uh, yes. fever, what else we got? Explorer. Oh, all right. So you, you fill in the blank on this one. What, what do you think an explorer is looking for when they're playing a oh, game? Okay. So this is probably my secondary. Um, mm -hmm. Some of my favorite games are these giant wide open worlds, role-playing adventures. Um, I even have a game that's, it's called Seafall and it's a, it's a new type of game, not normal board game where you don't. So I think I'm an explorer is what I'm getting to. You don't have a set map and just replay the same challenge every time. Mm. Um, it's got a bunch of sealed closed envelopes and like a book that says, don't read to this next page. And you start on a big blank board with only an Island in the middle. Oh. And you're a bunch of, you know, sailor pirate kind of themes, you know, Caribbean style. And it's like, well, based on how you play and the decisions and the way the dice roll, like, okay, now flip to page 83, get out this sticker, put it on the map. You just discovered an Island. Well, there you go. If you'd gone the other way, you wouldn't discover an island, you discover this. And mm -hmm. the explorer wants to see all the options, wants to check, you know, open every door, walk through every room, just see you what's got it. Out there and uncover mm -hmm. the, the the mystery and the curiosity. At least, at least mm -hmm. that's what I feel like when I play. Is that what, is that what you Yeah, I'll for? add a couple of things to that because you're spot on. So the explorer, they know the objective to win. Right. Yeah. They know how to go about doing that. And so as they're going through it, though, if there's something shiny that's mm -hmm. calling them to the left, you know, they're going to go figure what that is because that's interesting. And it may delay them a little bit from getting oh, to yeah. the finish. Lots but they're of in side quests. Yes. Yes. Lots of side quests. They're going to enjoy the process as they go through it, as they figure out, you know, what's under that rock. Yeah. You know, whatever that is. Yeah. No, I love that. And enjoying the process is, um, is like the the fun of of the discovery itself versus whatever the thing I happen to discover. I mean, yes, I'd like doing that, but yeah. Uh, so these are like super curious individuals that will want to tap into an innovative project that's never been done before. You know, similar to your extent, mm -hmm. because they want to uncover what's under the rock. They want to test and pilot and pivot and figure that out. So these guys, you know, if you're on a new project in a work environment, would be your teammates for sure. Yeah, yeah. This and this is backwards for some folks because the unknown is actually encouraging, exciting, enticing. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of folks, unknown itself is like, oh, I have to, like, you know, the the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. Mm -hmm. And these people have that that section wired backwards, where it's like, no, mm -hmm. no, the fact that I don't know is exactly why I want to do it. Yes. Okay, exactly. that's good. Yep. That's good. Okay, so we got killer, achiever, explorer. What what rounds us out? The last one is socializer. Oh, 
Yeah. This and is so my you... wife. Oh, this is why oh, she really games. Yeah. Okay. So uh -huh. I think based on what, just run with it. I think I'll, I'll confirm that as you talk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, socializer, they're, they're playing because of other people and they want other people involved as well. And they will accomplish the task, the objective, achieve the finish line with a team together. Yeah. 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 The, you know, but the, yeah, the bonding, the, the shared uh -huh. challenge, even the competition is just so that we can have fun playing with each other. Um, the chit chat, which, you know, in digital games may be a chat feature. You yeah, know, they're, yeah. they're talking with others across the world, playing a certain game, getting to know, you know, what they did last weekend as they're tackling a quest together. So it's all about doing it together with others. No, I, and I have to say, for those of you who don't know, like if you're my generation or older, video games were a solo activity that nerds did in the basement, right? Uh, <laughs> it was an antisocial thing. That is not how they are today. My no. kids, COVID hit, right? And mm -hmm. you know what happened? There was a 75% increase of video game activity. Why? Because mm -hmm. they were all depressed and antisocial? Mm-mm. Cause it's like, they, they go to hang out with their friends. Like I would go to the mall and try to hang out. Um, mm -hmm. They go get online and say like, who's on here. And they've got their friends list. Minecraft's a huge one. It's just this open world. There's no like win that you have to go do this one thing. I mean, you can get to the elder dragon if you want to nerd out, <laughs> a little bit, but you don't have to. And even then the game doesn't end. It's just yeah. a world with toys and tools and you can build stuff and make up games. And it's like, it's like what we did in the backyard, right? Like go out and grab <laughs> sticks and pretend we were soldiers or yes, build a real fort. life play. Mm -hmm. They just do it virtually. But again, it's social. And so my wife will say, well, it's more fun. I let them win. The, the killer in me has a very hard time letting <laughs> somebody win. Yep. But she's there to maximize the group interaction and make mm -hmm. a, a fun experience out of it that way. Okay. So I, I can see... Let's, let's bring these back, right, to life and careers. Mm -hmm. You figure out the kind of stuff that motivates you. And this can have real practical implications to how you show Absolutely. up and what yeah. path you pick. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I like to frame it. I like to frame it as building your avatar. Oh, yeah. Understanding your personal strengths and talents. Mm -hmm. And then once you know that, you can learn how to elevate that, level those experiences and those strengths up right? Become a master of your strengths. And then as you're going about the, the game of life, who are your teammates? Who are you partnering with? Or how are you differentiating from opponents? Because you have your set of strengths that you're confident in and can verbalize and, and speak to the impact of that, which is different from other colleagues and, and people around you. Yeah. So you're yeah. differentiating. And I'll, I'll take it to two levels I've applied this. So I didn't use these terminology, though I love this. But I have talked about what role you play, like, you know, match your, mm. your get the right role, right seat on the right bus kind of stuff is from mm -hmm. Jim Collins. I will tell you some of my biggest life decisions have come from saying, well, what game am I playing? Yeah. Forget the, the position on the team. Like, am I even in the right sport? Mm -hmm. And so some of the big shifts in my life have come from like, wait a minute. So, so I worked in, uh, I worked in Chick-fil-A and had a phenomenally great experience being one of the leaders at Chick-fil-A corporate, uh, learned a ton of stuff. There's still people I work with as close friends, but, but my transition to running my own consulting company and leaving that was, was unusual because it's such a beautiful place. Very few people leave. They have a 98% retention rate at the headquarters. Oof, um, yeah. 
and that includes like people who retire and get fired and mothers who want to stay home with their kids and mm-hmm. very few people leave for another career because because they do such a good job of selecting and caring for their people. So when I did leave, it's like weird. Some folks like, why would you leave such a sweet gig? Right. A part of it, there's a spiritual conversation to say, I really feel like God kind of pushed on me and gave me some signals and said, this is me. I want you to, to take some out. I had outside opportunities, go help us with consulting. And I'm like, I got a job. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. But part of what, like the strategy, it was like three or four things, none of which were big that when they all combined, were like, I think I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. One of those was discussion about the game. Like, am I playing the right game here? And really the restaurant game is a game of execution. Mm. So like mm-hmm. a thousand times a day, can you make, oh, it gosh, yeah. and make it precise and do it again? And just like tiny optimizations and efficiencies. And I would do those. Pro- I would lean, we did lean, we took lean manufacturing. I was a part of that project team and we helped study it and then bring it and turn the back of the restaurant into like Kanban systems and all this, <laughs> like, like a manufacturing plant, a little mini one in the back of the restaurant. Like love learning it, right? But but I mm-hmm. knew enough about this world. Like what it takes to truly thrive is people who put their head down and can execute, 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 and just like just tweak it and do it for years on end. Well, as an explorer, the like conqueror, right? Like eh, yeah. I, at some point, I, I did it. I was successful. Yeah. But it, there's no new. It was me mm-hmm. playing? You know, I was gonna say playing left-handed. I am actually am left-handed. So like, <laughs> metaphor can't use that down. one. Yeah. Exactly. What I ended up was this unique role where I took on all the new unusual innovation projects for them. Um, mm-hmm. And that worked. But even then, it was a great position in a game that really wasn't my game. Like we're now content and strategy and, and tackling mm-hmm. whole new industry problems. That's all I do. That mm-hmm. is the game. And so sorry, I, I pull out of my story to say, what role should I play? Should I be in the training team or should I pull back and be on the finance team? Got it. And I was just talking to another buddy of mine who he's a deep thinker. He's he's a slow processor, compiles tons of complex information together, really, really bright. But um, he happens to be on a team in an IT department for a Fortune 100 company that is constantly calling him like in the middle of our conversations, we'll hang out on the weekend and they'll mm-hmm. be like, it's like, sorry, crisis. And I'll have to pull out his phone and go online and like fix a down system. And, right. and really, like the revelation, this is just two weeks ago with him going, you know, you might be in the wrong game. Mm-hmm. You're smart <laughs> enough. You're good enough. Like you've got a very successful career, but the life stress, like what it is costing you because you're intrinsically wired to be this long, slow, deep thinker, and yet you're paid to constantly deal with fires that pop. Quick, yeah, quick decisions. Oh, so interesting. Yes, high you pressure, know, short term. And, yeah, and it is. And he was. And the reason he's talking about it is because he was saying how much it's stressing him out. Um, yeah, you know that's a great point. You know what game are you playing? You know, I've looked at it similarly with a little twist in the sense of you know careers. The word career that mm-hmm. sounds so heavy. <laughs> but if you know, but if you back into it from a purpose and intention standpoint of like what you know, I'm gonna get super serious. Like, what do you want on your tombstone when you hit the final finish line? Mm-hmm. Back into it. That's that to me is the career, the full breadth of what you're gonna be experiencing in life. And then the side quest are the little deviations of the jobs that you have along the way. Yes. So you're, you've got your major finish line that we're all working towards. 
whether we want to or not. And then we decide what are the quests that we're accomplishing to experience more of a personal awareness and impact and contributions. And so I think, you know, my, that way of saying it's very similar to yours of, you know, are you in the right game even? Like, do you have to pivot to a different industry? Because that's not the right route to the finish line for you. Yeah. And, and what I love about this is it's a really beautiful fusion of both. You're going to have a better time experientially and you'll get better results. Mm-hmm. It's not just, man, well, your life won't be as fun, but you know what? You'll get good results. Like, no, it's going back to when you called your mom in your master's program and said, like, <laughs> shouldn't it this is. Because because you look around, it is it does feel like well it's supposed to be hard, right? You're supposed to yeah. grind. That's what mm-hmm. it takes to win. Mm-hmm. And what I hear you outlining is how to figure out how to win and have a better time in the same process. Yeah. Well, and you know I want to also say that like that that requires hard work because oh, as I do yeah. as I do talk about this, I'm like oh what's your game player type? Like there's some people who are like oh that's weird, you know? Like I, I need like legit advice not what game player type i am right i'm like no no like go with me on this because i we've been told you know it should be hard and we're also trying to sort through all of the social noise of what success looks like and i mean how many times do you scroll through your news feed and you see you know top seven tips from the five ceos that make you know the best money in the world you're like oh what do they do i want to do that those may not be the tips for you based on your strengths and talents. So you have to do the hard work to figure out who you are and, and work at trying to figure out what's intentionally fun at for you. And that's kind of, what is that like an oxymoron, like work to have fun, but (laughs) otherwise the work is going to take over. And then, you know, Scott, you and I will pick up the phone in a month. And if we're not intentional about things, we'll be like, well, what did you do this last month? I don't know, you know, the the whole month just blew by. Yeah, no, I've had those months, Mm -hmm. but you're right. If, if I will be intentional upfront, so, so pre-work, right. Before I get into all the work, then all the rest of the work is easier and more productive. And, but it does take a little bit of reminder because as enough, I'm like, maybe a killer explorer, right. I, I have enough shiny object. Yeah, really thoughtful about this. If I don't set some reminders. Okay. So, so let's get into that. How do you actually keep yourself reminded? Maybe we'll, we'll close mm-hmm. out with this last tech. Like, how do you remember the important things stay in yeah. what's best for you? Um, like, how do you stay engaged in reminding all this stuff? All right. So two tactics that I use is to truly have a scoreboard, some oh, sort like of an actual, tracking, like actual tracking scoreboard. scoreboard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just started one actually. Um, okay, so I, I just finished an Ironman and I have a new physical fitness scoreboard. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my next challenge and it's it's checking it off. And What is um, the next challenge? Can you share? Uh, it, it's sustainable approaches. So trying okay. to find sustainable approaches between now and the end of the year because we're entering holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, my, my focus is going to be on family. Yeah, and I have a very aggressive health goal for the holidays. I'm yeah. going to try to gain only ten pounds. That's uh, only ten. I'm really going to push hey, it this time know, around. No, that's it's hard to do during the no, holidays. Seriously, if you don't go in, this is a good example. If you don't go into the holidays with some awareness of what you actually want and a realistic assessment, 
then I will gain 10 pounds this holiday. It's happened because right. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just this one time, mm-hmm. seven holiday parties later. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's That's right. Yeah. So I have my scoreboard so I can remember what I'm committing myself to. I also like now that scoreboard acts as accountability for me. Cause again, as the achiever, I want to check it off. I want that, you know, yeah, box so colored in tapping into some of your natural, like that's exactly. intrinsically motivating for you. Yep. Now my second favorite game player type is socializer. So I actually have my husband and I doing this together. Oh, because and, yeah. this creates a, a motivation for you to stay with it. Yeah. And he's totally bought into the point where I didn't want to wake up the other day to work out. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Caitlin, Caitlin, no, we're only two days in. You can't quit now. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at achieving things. And so he was right there to help me, you know, make sure I checked off day two. When in my mind, I was like rationalizing, yeah, nope, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other fun trick that I've really been enjoying exploring is streaking. Okay, so so <laughs> I can't stop the podcast there because I'm pretty sure that's not the Iron Man picture most people are thinking of. Like, hey, no. you know, streamline, cut your time down. Uh, yeah. Intentionally to kind of see and hear, you know, your reaction, Scott, for a yeah. minute. Because of course, we all have an idea of what this streaking probably is, but it has nothing to do with that. It, it's right. all about it's a gamification technique of doing consistent and consecutive action. Oh, like, like a streak, meaning like keep the winning streak going. Exactly. Yes. yes. So when, and when you maintain a streak and there's some really amazing examples, Benjamin Franklin had a streak back in the day. He had 13 values that mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure he was doing within his life. And he would pick two and work on them for a week and then go to the next two he yeah. would track Monday through Friday and check it off. Was I vigilant? Yes or no? Jerry Seinfeld has had a streak on doing one joke a day. And he would say, don't break the chain. He'd have a calendar where he would put an X in each day. And he created a visual chain. And so what I love about this achiever, but I mean, even just like competitor and you know the killer of making sure you don't lose it. You could socialize, have somebody else do it along with you you know, explore new, th- I, I really think you tap into all game player types and also build your own personal credibility and trust. I mean, yeah. how many times do we create your know, new year's resolutions and two weeks in we've dropped the ball? Oh yeah. It's you know, the, so, it's the norm for gyms, right? Like they say, yeah. all the regulars just take January off because mm-hmm. it'll be full of all the new year's folks. And then by mm-hmm. February, it's back to the regulars again. Right. Right. So a trick with streaking, and there's actually a, a really phenomenal book about this by Jeffrey Downs and his wife, Jamie Downs. And they have, great. yes, they have a, um, their first law, so to speak, of streaking is to keep it laughably simple. Hmm. And so the premise around that is, you know, we as humans are, can be overachievers and we think we can do more than what's actually accomplishable. Oh, yeah. So if you create a streak that's laughably simple, it's the base. It's your foundation. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to exercise for one minute today. Yeah. Like literally You're, 60 seconds. Yes. 
Because here's why that's been successful. First of all, you're probably going to do more than just one minute of yeah, exercise. Once you get going, you, you're mm-hmm. like, I can do a second minute. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny you mentioned that. So I, I would say that's not my natural uh, raw style, but I have a streak that's I've been working on for a long time. That's a big deal to me, even though like intellectually, I know it's not the emotional pressure. So I I've been working on Spanish. I've had sloppy Spanish. Ah, I grew up yes. in fishing trips and kind of a lot of Hispanic friends. And so like I had this, you know, bad, bad grammar Spanish for a long time. And I'm like, I should really just, I've always wanted to. So I've been using the Duolingo app and they have a mm-hmm. streak thing that they do. I, I am 1,189 days in a row that I've done this. So it's like at this point, you oh can't man, stop. 11 o'clock yeah. at night, if I mm-hmm. check, I'm like, I don't care how tired I am, but mm-hmm. I have set my goal so that it takes me less than five minutes to get the minimum done for me to say, street continued, I haven't broken That's it. right. That's yeah, right. Again, and that's, so what's beautiful about this is when you said this at the beginning, we're all four have some of the four, right? So that that might be the achiever part might be the a lesser motivation for me, but it's still a mm-hmm. useful thing to keep me fiddling with Spanish, playing right. the language a little bit. Um, Cause 1100 and change days into it, like, heck yeah, I'm not breaking that streak. Absolutely uh, not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the power of it. So that's, that's a really fun way to, and I'll share one of my streaks that I started because I was a little skeptical at this because okay. I'm a high achiever, right? And then it's like, mm, that's laughably simple. That sounds silly. What what do I really want to focus on? That's laughably simple. But I was in a point in time in my life where I was focusing on way too many things. So so my focus, this was the example of my strength of focus was getting out of control. And uh-huh. so I needed to balance myself yes. out. And so I, my first streak I started was to laugh one time a day. Like it, when you say laugh, it be simple. You mean actually laugh, like physically chuckle, laugh. Uh-huh. Yep. Physically laugh one time a day. And you know, wow. you, you, you may laugh at that because it's so laughably simple. Yeah, wait, like, come on. I mean, like we laughed how many times on this podcast so far, yeah, right? Just now. Exactly. Yeah. But at that point in time, my strength was just, overtaking everything I was doing. I had blinders on. I wasn't paying attention to family. I was really just getting a lot of work done, but for what? Right. And so I figured, let me try this. And oh my gosh, I fell in love with this streak because it, it caused me to step away from my computer, go check on my husband, check on my family, you know, say a goofy joke. I'm not good at jokes, but say a goofy joke, you know, which makes me laugh or, or sing, which I sing off tune. So then I'm laughing, you know, and it it was intentionality to try to balance out something that, you know, someone would say, Kayla, that's an amazing strength of yours to be so focused, dedicated. You can do Ironmans. Yes. And it also gets out of balance. Yeah. Listen, I, there's so much good in that. Um, most of our weaknesses are our strengths misused, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you take the stuff I'm good at and and I don't balance it. I don't do show up mature. And, and so it's not change who we are. It's be the mature version of who we are. Like it's not pick the right game gameplayer type. It's figuring out how to be the noble version of that. And so one, that's the, and the two, I love this because most people want to think, okay, I got to engineer my life and get all this and plan mm-hmm. so that I can accomplish more. Like, Actually, you might want to engineer your life, air quotes here, so that you can laugh more. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a 
beautiful reminder for us to say, this is not just for earning money or adding to the resume. This is mm-hmm. about like being a healthy human and maybe being a good mom and a friend. And, and like, as you said, what's the point of it all? Mm-hmm. We just grind, 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 and we're miserable in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I just pulled up my streaking app because, of course, there's so many different variety, varieties of this. And yeah, 212 days, I've been laughing at least yes. once intentionally. Hey, I feel like I can contributed that yeah. today. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Old, right? we, can, mm-hmm. we can say 213, here we come, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. This is awesome. Thanks for sharing this because it's, I think people feel intimidated when they see a super high performer and they're mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, now I have to go be like that person. And it's like, no, be more of who God wired you to be, be more yeah. of your raw now, like figure out how to show up well there. And what do you know? Maybe it doesn't look like Ironmans. I, I'll be mm-hmm. honest, I may never run an Ironman. Um, I'm I'm too easily distractible, but in a weird way. <laughs> What has actually worked better for me is I love Tough Mudders. I've done several of those. Oh, yeah. It's 12 miles, 13 miles. But you mm-hmm. know what? Every like quarter mile, there's a ridiculous obstacle. New challenge. Yeah. And thank you. The, and I don't know which one's coming. Like, what are they mm-hmm. going to make me do this time? That mm-hmm. is more fun for me than running without obstacles because because mm-hmm. I don't do boredom well. Uh, <laughs> I don't cope with that. So. But yeah, it it again the race it might show up differently, or you might not do races at all. But if you figure out what it is that makes you come alive, and then you figure out how to show up that way, yeah, it can be better in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and truly, isn't that what's inspiring in people when you find someone who's figuring it out and enjoying the process? Then you're you're just so interested to understand. What's their secret sauce? Uh, you know, and, and it requires trust, trust in yourself to make the decision to lean into where things are easy and things yes. are enjoyable. Yes. Cause that's, it, that's the magic. It is. It doesn't, it's not supposed to be that hard. Yeah. A work, mm-hmm. a work that's satisfying, man. This is mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks Caitlin for spending some time. We will have to talk more uh, about some of these other projects that you're getting into. I, I didn't Love even get to scratch the, there's like two or three major other topics we'll cover another time, but man, this has been great for today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K dot com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long, and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.